following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Tuesdays on the Huge Show across Michigan are brought to you by the Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Book your getaway today at SoaringEagleCasino.com and also download the Eagle Access app. And they now have live sports wagering inside the Ascend Sportsbook and nightclub inside Soaring Eagle in Mount Pleasant. And if you want to get an update and buy tickets to all the great indoor shows, find out about the promotions and the giveaways, go to SoaringEagleCasino.com and download that Eagle Access app. Tuesdays on the Huge Radio Network are presented by the incredible Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. We are back, hour number two on 19 radio stations all across Michigan. For the one close to you, go to thehugeshow.net. There you can listen to the free live stream weekdays at three. And on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show, and you can listen anywhere in the world where you get mobile service. Just search The Huge Show inside this hour. The birthday boy, Matt Shepard, TV voice. Of your Tigers, we'll talk about this season, the goodbye tour for Miggy, and what will 2024 be like for the Tigers roster and team. Shep will join us in about five minutes. Also, a PGA Tour playoff update with Mark Wilson, a PGA rules official, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program. Mark Wilson in about an hour. Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel. What's happening between the merger with the PGA and Live Golf? One thing I did notice, Saudi Arabia, they began by getting Ronaldo, and we're talking soccer here. Neymar may go there. They are spending mega money to become a European slash international superstar league. They have so much money. You know, the Live Tour is funded by that Saudi Arabia public investment fund, and they say by the end of the decade, there'll be a trillion dollars in it. A trillion. And all people are like, why do you work with Saudi Arabia? Folks, we buy oil from Saudi Arabia. I think we have at least three military installations and thousands of American business and hundreds of thousands of Americans do business with Saudi Arabia. So get off your high horse. I don't want to hear it anymore. The holier-than-thou mentality. My God, the world is so full of hypocrites who sit here and preach. But if it's about making money, you'll go do it. That's why we do business with China, okay? There was Olympics there. Don't stand up against America. Stand up against other countries. Put your money where your mouth is and don't take a dime from them. But don't tell all of us that we can't support this golf tour or soccer or F1 or anything else. It's crazy. We do have our Budweiser Folds of Honor huge question of the day. Who's going to be your breakout lion for 2023? And I'm telling you, between rookies... 
guys coming back from injuries, guys who didn't play a lot last year like a Williams, there's a lot to choose from. As I just discussed with Jeremy Reisman from Pride of Detroit, the Lions have more depth than I've ever seen, ever. Even the Barry days. They have better coaching. Ownership isn't as intrusive. The front office is the best I've ever seen. I I can go down the checklist on everything connected to the Lions. On and off the field is the best it's ever been. The best it's ever been. My one lingering question now is, is the kicking game consistent enough to carry this team to double-digit wins in the playoffs? That's about it. That is really it. Defensive line all season, all they need depth, eh. Linebackers, eh. Secondary, eh. Wide receiver, I, I minus, I, I will say this, one spot. You got St. Brown, he's an all-pro for the next five years. You add a Laporta, they're putting him, splitting him out at times. Same thing they're doing with Gibbs, because I think they know, okay, there may be an area until you get Williams back after six games that they're not, you know, top 20 in the league. They may be bottom third. That that would be it. But you got Montgomery now between the tackles. Like I said, if Williams can score all those touchdowns, Montgomery's going to double it maybe. It's phenomenal to look at the Lions right now. Not off of one preseason game. I'm talking about a culmination of the final 10 regular season games, an offseason, the acquisitions, free agency, a draft, and moves like Bridgewater. Hello. Matt Shepard, voice of your Tigers when it comes to Bally Sports Detroit and their TV broadcast is standing by on the Roast Umber Coffee guest sign. How you doing, my man? Good, brother. How you been? I've been good. Uh, What's this season been like for you? Take me, you know, you're traveling with the team. You're watching the Miggy Goodbye Tour. This team has been up and down. They've hung around in the pennant race in the AL Center, at least the divisional race, and then they'll fall out. They come back. Uh, talk about the ride in 2023. Yeah, I think they've been um, at times very surprising. Uh, you know, when you sweep a team like the Mets, for example, they've beaten Minnesota in the season series for the first time since 2016. They've been able to keep a bullpen together that uh, last year was the strength of the team, but had a lot of turnover, losing a lot of key guys, you know, with Soto and Jimenez and uh, Andrew Chafin. Uh, and then I've been really encouraged with some of the younger players with Green and Carpenter and Torkelson coming into the role along with Matt Beerling. Um, and then, of course, anytime you've got a team that is, you know, as far under 500 as Detroit is, you sit there and you go, well, wait a minute now. Uh, there's plenty of disappointment. And there is. And that disappointment lies in with um, some of the guys you thought were going to be established veterans to lead them through this. This and, and the injuries, of course, to the starting staff. So, um, look, you get a chance to show up at a ballpark, and I'm right here right now at Target Field. Every day is a good day, um, but I've said this for a long time. Uh, the Tigers uh, should be and I think will be better than they are right now, especially in this division because of uh, how weak this division truly is. You've got Kansas City in a constant rebuild mode, and their minor league system isn't close to what Detroit is. Chicago's in an absolute mess. Cleveland's offense, and there's, there's not a whole lot of offensive punch on the way. 
And then this Minnesota team, I think, uh, you know, is, is kind of up and down. So I, I think the division is there for Detroit in the near future. And I think they're one of the teams that uh, if they can get some of these young guys, Scott Harris can be creative. They can really bring some excitement. You know, the key is really does Rodriguez stated do they find a long-term deal. Uh, you know, the starting pitching has really been inconsistent at times. I think some young faces have emerged like the Carpenters and obviously Riley and Torkelson's swing is getting better. How, how do you think when we get to the end of spring training 2024 in Lakeland, uh, how much different or the same is this Tigers roster? Uh, I would. I think it will be different. I think because some of the young guys are are making pushes. Um, those young guys, specifically like Parker Meadows and Justin Henry Malloy, I think they'll make pushes, and I think Detroit will go out and. And I'm not saying they're going to spend all the money that they're going to save from you know contracts like Miguel Cabrera and Jonathan Scope and the like. Um, but I think they're going to go out and uh, they're going to add to this team in areas that they need to add to. Uh, it's vital that they do that. Matt Shepard, uh, the rest of the season, September call-ups, do you see some younger players down in Toledo, double-A, that could get a few swings, uh, pitch a few in- innings? What do you think happens uh, in the late call-up st- uh, stage? Well, remember, you only get two. Uh, you'll get a pitcher and you'll get a position player. That's all you get when September 1st comes along um, because they've expanded the roster to 26 um, and they're not going to, they're not doing the, uh, the, the deep dive any longer. So you're just getting to uh, who that pitcher and who that position player will be, I don't know. Uh, but I, my guess is they'll get long looks when they do come up here. Uh, who's the Tigers MVP this year? Well, that's a really good question. Um, because if you look at what Riley Green has done, you know, he's right now what's he batting? Huge three three oh seven, um, and he's been really really consistent. He's got a seven game hit streak right now, three forty four at home. I would say Riley Green, although, and I know uh, what people do when they when they call your show regarding Torkelson. Well, let's just keep this in mind: there are six Tigers who have twenty homers in their age 23 season. Those six Tigers are Hank Greenberg, Rudy York, Willie Horton, Jason Thompson, Matt Noakes, and Travis Priming. Spencer Torkelson's going to join them. He's got 18 bombs, okay? He's on pace for 25 homers and 85 runs driven in it in his age 30, 23 season. No Tigers done that since Matt Noakes in 1987. So he's in that conversation. I, I think there's too often we look at Strictly, we look at, at, at batting average, and you and I both know that's a thing of the past now when it comes to analytics. Uh, would you like to see him get on base a little bit more? Yes. Would you like his OPS to be a little bit higher? Yes. But he's hit the ball hard. He's one of the most, people don't want to hear this, but he is truly one of the most unlucky hitters in baseball because of his hard hit rate and how much he gets rewarded. But I think it's Riley Green, um, and I think Matt Derland's been very consistent as well. Yeah, Matt, great pickup in the trade with Soda. I like him for uh, the future. Uh, birthday boy Matt Shepard, uh, Bally Sports Detroit, uh, Tigers TV play-by-play man joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line. Uh, what's the birthday number today, Matthew? Okay. Uh, I feel younger than I am. How's that? 
Thank you. I, I, I look forward to having you testify if I ever need you in court because you're not giving uh, anybody up. Uh, before I let you go, uh, the Miguel Cabrera farewell tour, tough to beat what the emotion and atmosphere was going back home to where it started for him uh, with the Marlins. So we'll take the trip back to Miami out of the mix. Beyond that, what's been the best goodbye day for Miguel this year so far with the Tigers in an opposing ballpark? Yeah, that's, a, that's another good question. Uh, it was pretty special, I thought, in Boston um, when, you, when you saw you know, Turner and Sale and Kenley Jansen come out and give him that number and the amount of, of the, the, the ovation that he received. And then in his final at-bat, you got to give a lot of credit. And people rip on umpires, and I understand it. But when Mike Machlinski let Miguel Cabrera have that moment in the ninth inning before he lined out to center, I thought that was pretty classy. Um, you know, do you base it on gifts? Do you base it on atmosphere and applause? I, I don't know because he's got he's received some really cool stuff. You know, in Texas, he received some cool stuff. But I, I thought what what happened at Fenway and and the true. Uh, emotion that people felt toward him was was pretty special. Yeah, I thought the roar, obviously, in Miami, going back to where it started as, what, a 19-year-old with the Marlins, to that roar in Fenway, uh, the Boston fans, they get it, they respect the game. It is a lost art in some stadiums across this country, but uh, the standing no, the roar of the Fenway crowd still gives me goosebumps for Miguel. That was cool. Yeah, it really was. So, you know, Philly did a nice job with it, too. Uh, Dave Dombrowski was part of that, and we all know the, the role he played in Miguel Cabrera coming to Detroit. I, I don't really think there has been many bad ones, to be honest with you. There's been some strange gifts, a brick in Baltimore, a smock, a uh, coffee smock from Seattle. Yeah. Um, uh, there's been some strange ones, but uh, overall, every one of them has been um, – I think I know very much appreciated, but also extremely respectful. So it's been it's been kind of fun in that regard. Yeah, I get Seattle and the coffee connection, but I just don't see Miguel Cabrera or any adult male putting on a coffee smock. Amen. Uh, you're, you're lucky you can get us in a uh, a smock when we barbecue for crying out. Oh no, no apron unless you're like working in a you know deli or a meat store or something like that, or you're a you know, uh, you know, chef. I understand that. It's like I'm arguing with Superfly. Uh, the people from Coca-Cola, McDonald's, gave him a see-through fanny pack that he put on immediately, and he's been very proud of it today. Hey, let me ask. Can I ask you a question? Do you have time? Yeah, go, yeah, sure. Question. Anything? Real quick about about the Lions. If I said to you, the Lions must do this or bust, what would it be? Double-digit wins, at least. So you can get double-digit wins without winning a playoff game. My answer to that would be... No, it has to be a playoff game. It has to be in the playoffs. Okay, so oh, okay. if we... if we, But I, I will say I've said 14-3 and three and they win the NFC. That's where I'm at. But I'm trying to take myself to what the minimum may be, what you're saying uh, with the fan base, the majority of them listening right now, that I, I think double-digit wins and... Win at least one playoff game, I agree with you, would be the bar. Okay. All right. What about you? What do you say? I think they're good enough to reach the NFC title game. I agree. So, for me, 
reach the NFC title game and whatever happens after that, it's easy for me to say that on August 15th uh, that I'm, I'm satisfied because I'm sure it'll change uh, if they do get that far. But I, I would be pretty damn happy if that were the case. You know, and think about this. And that's why I said 14-3 and three because if they get home field advantage, and I was there for most of the home games last year, I've never heard anything that loud since uh, the Barry days at the Dome, uh, if they get home field advantage, I think they'll win the NFC. But if they have to go to Philly, to San Francisco, uh, those are the two teams I have in front of them right now in the NFC. If those teams are fully healthy, uh, it could be worrisome. But I, I, I wonder right now when you look at Lance or Sam Darnold or uh, Purdy, you know, where the Niners are going with the quarterback, I'd focus more on Philly. Uh, being the team yeah. to beat in the NFC than I would the Niners, even though I love their athletes and they got Bosa and money issues and injuries and everything going on there. Yeah, I would agree with that. All right, brother, keep up the great. Hey, party. happy birthday, my man! Party. Enjoy your birthday today. I thank thank you very much. All right, yeah. There's Matt Shepard from Minnesota getting ready for Tigers and the Twins on Bally Sports Detroit. Joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee guest line, Roast Umber is a craft coffee. Uh, roasted in Grand Rapids, available at local stores throughout the state and also for your home or business delivery at RoastUmber.com. They get their beans from Central America, ship them up to Grand Rapids. They also have the Nitro Cold Brew canned coffee, the ultimate wake-up or energy drink with no additives or sugar. Look for Roast Umber in local stores and also order it up online for your home or business at RoastUmber.com. Up next, more on the Lions. What Shep was just saying. What is that bar? I like that question. I know we got our Budweiser Folds of Honor. Huge question of the day. Who's going to be your breakout lion for 2023? But what's your bar? That that this would be a the expected season for you. Mine's 14-3, and three, but that number could be 12 if they get home field advantage and win 12 wins and win the NFC. I'm going with win the NFC. Shep just said get to the NFC championship game. You can answer that on the Mercantile Bank listener line at 1-866-838-4843. That's 1-866-838-HUGE. From Grand Rapids to Detroit, this show is huge. Mercantile Bank is committed to delivering financial solutions that empower businesses to achieve their goals. We take time to understand you and what makes your business unique. From commercial and business banking to treasury and HCM tools, our local team is here to help you take your business to the next level. So when you need a financial partner, Merck is here. To learn more, visit us online at MerckBank.com business. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Bill Simonson here for Roast Umber Coffee. It's a farm direct coffee sourced from Central American farmers and roasted in Grand Rapids. And their nitro cold brew coffee is a convenient and healthy option with no sugar or additives. So if you want a great coffee or energy drink to power you through your morning and your day, it's available in ground or whole bean or in cans. More information on the website and direct delivery to your door at RoastUmber.com. 
elevate your night out at the legendary Roots Chris Steakhouse. Now open at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Start with the finest cuts of USDA prime beef. Pair that with handcrafted cocktails, signature signs, and Roots legendary hospitality, and you've got yourself one incredible night. Roots Chris Steakhouse has arrived. Make a reservation at RootsChris.com for your incredible night at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway reimagined. Huge here for the Michigan High School Athletic Association. You can stay up to date on the latest from Lansing 24-7 at MHSAA.com. At MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. The latest news, press releases, and stories connected to every high school in the state of Michigan available for you 24-7 from the Michigan High School Athletic Association. Log on to MHSAA.com at MHSAA on Twitter and MHSAA on Facebook. And if you're looking for archive boys and girls, High School Sports, MHSAA.TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7, everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. We talked to Dan Miller, the voice of the Lions. Uh, he is standing by here on the Roast Umber Coffee Guest Line. How you doing, my man? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Uh, what would you say was the good and bad, best and worst? I know it's a preseason football game. It's always cool to have that first one uh, happen, and then you can't wait for the regular season. But what was some of the good and bad you took from Friday night? I think that good was the pressure they were able to put on the passer when you get five sacks, six tackles for loss. I think you, you like what you're able to do defensively. I thought some of their guys defensively, Branch Campbell, really showed up, did a nice job out there. Um, I think offensively, you know, they, they were kind of fits and starts, didn't finish some drives, had a couple of turnovers. Those are never good. And I think that, you know, overall, I think if you're Dan Campbell and you look at it and you say, look, we've been coaching these guys up for a while now. We had a chance to, to win a game and sent 11 guys out there for offense to get the go-ahead score. They did that. Then they sent 11 guys out there for defense to try to prevent them from scoring, and they did that. So, you know, regardless of who's going out there with the understanding that these will not be pivotal guys once the regular season starts, for the most part, um, I, I think you're happy that you saw guys execute uh, late in the game in you know a situation where it's either win or lose, and, and they did that. And you know, just because guys may not make the team or something along those lines, you don't want them to go out there and not look like you've been working with them and they have been practicing and, and working in those end game situations, which they do pretty much every day. So I, I would say those are the things that jumped out at me. Gibbs had a couple of moments too. Um, you know, Coda had, did a nice job in there at receiver for everything that went, that came his way. Julian O'Quara needed a big game and had a big game. And, and, he, and I think frankly, he's going to need more. Um, but we'll, we'll see where it goes from here. But, um, there's always flashes from some guys play to play. Guys don't play that many snaps, but I'd say those are probably the things that jumped out. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I really like how quick the defense looked to the ball. And then Maurice Alexander's punt return was sweet and, 
you know, special teams, not a work in progress. You got Raymond, uh, but, you know, the kicking game and everything, punter, you're fine with Fox. But, you know, special teams, I'm keeping my eye on. And I think moving forward, Dan, it will be, you know, Bridgewater getting used to the offense. How much will we see of Bridgewater in the final two preseason games? What are your thoughts on Teddy? That depends on how they feel about him over the next couple of days in, in the joint practices against Jacksonville on, on Wednesday and Thursday to see where they think he is physically and then get him back out there, you know, full speed in the game against Jacksonville coming up on Saturday. I think they're going to kind of go by where Teddy is in terms of his conditioning and just make sure that he's right for Kansas City and, and that he's in, you know, the best shape possible. He hasn't been in off-season workouts with anybody. He hasn't been in camp for a couple of weeks with anybody. So there may be some catching up there to do physically. So I think he has to do that. And to your point about special teams, look, I think that's going to be a, a work in progress right down to uh, the end of training camp because it's so reliant upon the back end of the roster. And there are some positions where that's a little bit fluid in the back end of the roster. So I, I do think, you know, Coach Phipp, like he does every year because of the turnover on a team will we'll have his work cut out for him. So, um, you know, Teddy, I think, is, is just relying upon how these coaches feel he is physically. And then special teams, you know, when you uh, lose core guys year to year, I just think it, it does become, you know, C.J. Moore was a core guy for them. Uh, when you lose those guys, you got to replace them, and that, that'll be a project that goes right down to those final cuts because those final couple of decisions might be made with, with uh, special teams in mind. So what are the big uh, roster spot battles you think on this team looking ahead to those final two preseason games? Well, I think in terms of playing time, it's, it's linebacker is one that I'm watching because Alex Andaloni is going to start, and then you got three guys bidding to be the starter at the other linebacker spot. And I think you know, Campbell took, I thought, some nice steps, but they've really uh, appreciated what Barnes has done this year, and then they make the point to tell you that, you know, Rodriguez hasn't backed down at all. So uh, I still think ultimately it will be Jack Campbell in there at some point, if not right at the beginning of the season. I just think he brings the complete package and coverage and, and you know, short tackling. Uh, I, I think there's some numbers in there at a couple of these places on the, on the defensive line in particular where, you may see some guys that, that we've grown to know their name get released. It's almost impossible to think that you won't see some of those guys get released at the end just because there's so many numbers there. Offensively, you know, I don't know if there's so much a battle as there is them looking for guys to define themselves as offensive linemen number 7 through 10 or 7 through 11, however many they keep. I think they know who their top six is, but I think they're trying to figure out who the guys are beyond that. I think Sorsdale will certainly be one of them. Uh, but the rest of those guys, I think that's really fluid, really up in the air, and they got to figure that out. And Dan Campbell's made the point that he's waiting for guys to show them that. And um, receiver, you know, I, could there be a back-end battle there between uh, Drummond and Dakota? Yeah, there could. Uh, you do throw Mims in that battle, maybe. Uh, he's such a, you know, he's got so many physical tools that maybe he gets the benefit of the doubt because of the speed that he's got and the size that he's got. But uh, I'm watching that as well. And, and I'd say that's kind of what I'm looking at. I mean, you know, Justin Jackson leaving does open that third running back spot for somebody to come in there and grab. We'll have to wait and see what happens there. And then probably back to defense, just seeing how they dole out playing time 
in that secondary because I think Branch is just making it almost impossible for him not to be on the field. He's just he's just really done everything they've asked and more much quicker than I think anybody could have anticipated. Yeah, I'm trying to think about a guy who comes up, and, and I know it's one preseason game, uh, but I, I I looked at that hit he had, and I'm going, you know, Benny Blades, old school maybe. I'm trying to think of a safety that was that active, that athletic, that quick. And, again, you're seeing the athletes, and you mentioned Gibbs sticks out, and, you know, J-Mo, still a work in progress, but I just like where this team is going. Question is, Dan, before I let you go, I, are we going to see golf at all in the preseason? I doubt it. Yeah. I, I really don't think you will. I mean, I don't have any inside information on that. He wasn't going to play at all in the preseason last year. Uh, the only reason he played in that third game is because he demanded it. Um, I just think with two joint practices, they feel like those reps are, are more than enough for them to feel comfortable with a lot of their veterans. And, and I, don't, I, I don't think you'll see a lot of them in game action until they get to Kansas City. And J-Mo, you know, the speed, uh, you know, you watch Gibbs and the versatility, and that's, that's why they drafted him. We, we didn't see him last year because he's coming off the knee injury. Now he got the six-game suspension, but he is getting the preseason is valuable to him. Just your thoughts on where J-Mo is right now. It's a bad drop he had. you got to make that play. I mean, that's, that's what he's here for is to make those plays and, and – Ultimately, I would like to see him be more than a home run hitter to, to where he is um, somebody that, you know, I don't look at him or think of him as a, you know, 42 catch a year guy. You know, I, best case scenario, he's a year guy, 75 catch a year guy who's, who's out there making plays, catching different routes, runs a full route tree. But, um, you know, it, it starts with blocking, and I thought he showed a willingness the other night to do that. But, uh, you know, they got him open uh, against Deontay Banks and Sudfeld laid a perfect ball in there and he's got to make that catch. And, and uh, it's been talked about, but his hands are a concern and, and they've got to be better and he's got to be better. And, you know, Dan Campbell's talked about some things that he's working on to, to try to improve it, but um, that is troubling. And, and because we do see it in practice as well, it is troubling. And um, I think it's just something that, that bears watching. He's got all the physical tools can do anything that you'd want a receiver to do. Cat, you know, get by somebody, run after the catch. Um, but catching is also a key part of it. And, and I'm not, you know, sitting there telling you you can't catch, but the the concentration level and the the number of drops is something that bears watching and uh, is something that I'm certainly keeping an eye on because that was. That's the play right there, man, that you're looking for. I mean, you went up against, like I said, a number one draft pick in, in, in Banks and, and had him beat and got a perfect pass and didn't make the play. And then that's what he's here to do is to make those plays. Dan Miller makes plays every day on TV in Detroit, also on the Lions Radio Network. My man, always appreciate your breakdown of the Lions. Thank you for the time. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me, man. Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. 
Fuel up for less with M-Perks. Earn points on your purchases when you shop at Meyer in-store and online. Then use your points to claim a fuel reward and save at the pump. Your dollar goes further at the pump with M-Perks. Plus, earn points for all qualifying purchases in the Meyer Express station. And keep a lookout for exclusive Meyer Express offers. Enter your M-Perks ID at checkout to earn. Exclusions apply. Not valid in Wisconsin. Max 30 gallons. Download the Meyer app to sign up or see Meyer.com to learn more. Bill Simonson here for my good friends from Westside Beer Distributing. Now, they're proud to support the Folds of Honor Scholarship Program, benefiting the families of fallen and injured soldiers and our first responders. Folds of Honor provides scholarships for education to ensure our heroes' children can attend college. And Westside Beer Distributing has contributed over $100,000 since the program started and will be donating another $15,000 this summer to the Folds of Honor to help a local hero's child. Anheuser-Busch, which is the Folds of Honor's longest-standing partner, has donated over $21 million to the cause. Budweiser and Bud Light will continue to honor Folds of Honor this summer with special edition 16-ounce aluminum bottles. Look for them at a bar, restaurant, or retailer near you and support this great cause. We play for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver. Now, with Eagle Casino and Sports, the new sportsbook app from Soren Eagle, anywhere I'm at, I'm still in the game. Sign up now and get up to $1,000. That's right, up to $1,000 for a risk-free bet on your next favorite underdog parlay or prop. Eagle Casino and Sports. Made in Michigan, made for Michigan. Must be 21 or older in Michigan to play. Make sure you listen weekly to our Moving Ferris Forward interviews with Ferris President Bill Pink and other leaders who are moving Ferris forward. Find out more about Big Rapids and Ferris and what they have to offer at ferris.edu. There are 13 folds that bring the American flag to the iconic shape of freedom. This summer, Folds of Honor and Budweiser celebrate 13 years of changing military and first responder lives together. Service never stops, and neither will we. So join me in raising a Budweiser to raise funds for Folds of Honor. Enjoy responsibly. Anheuser-Busch Budweiser Lager Beer, St. Louis, Missouri. You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network. It is time to go check in on what's happening at Ferris State University in Big Rapids, Michigan. Another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. I think Steve Brocklebank, who is the athletic director at Ferris State University, is standing by. How you doing, my man? I'm doing great. How are you doing, Huge? Doing good. I had a wonderful time at the Ferris State hockey golf outing on campus last Saturday. Good bunch of people there. Yeah, great bunch of people there. And thanks for coming up and being a part of it. You know, it was sold out, and it's been sold out for a number of years, and so we have great support, and we have a you know really solid, obviously, hockey alumni, and and a lot of people who just uh, love our hockey program, and there's a rich tradition of hockey here in Big Rapids, so it's uh, it's great to see everybody back at the outing, and also Coach Daniels and and Ferris State hockey is D one, uh, D two in all other sports, but D one 
in hockey and a great on-campus rink following Blue Line Club. And I was just really impressed with the structure and also the people uh, connected to Ferris State Hockey. Yeah, we've got, you know, you mentioned the Blue Line Club and, and we've got people here that have been in the Blue Line Club for, you know, 20 plus years and, and uh, a loyal following of, of people with Bulldog Hockey. And, and you're right, it is it's a very impressive organization and led by, uh, you know, Coach Daniels. And uh, Coach Daniels has been here a long time and seen a lot of success and has taken us to Frozen Fours and to national championship games. And uh, so he's got a long history here with, with Ferris. And so he, he's obviously well-connected to a, a lot of alums and, uh, you know, knows that a lot of them played for him. So it's, uh, it's, it's fun. It's just a fun time to see all those guys that have them back on campus. And it's fun to see their smiles when they see their teammates that they haven't seen in a long time. And, and to see them chum around together. And I know they get that, probably that same feeling they had in the locker room together years ago. You know, they kind of get to revisit that for a few hours on a Saturday. So it's uh, it's a lot of fun. Steve Brocklebank is the athletic director of Ferris State University in Big Rapids, Michigan. This is another edition of Moving Ferris Forward on the huge show across Michigan. And coming up here on August 30th, the big night, uh, it will be the Hall of Fame banquet on campus uh, saluting some of the greats from Ferris State Athletics. I'm looking at Jason Vanderlaan, Jeff Blaschel, uh, Tiana Kirkland, and more will be honored. Tickets are available at FerrisStateBulldogs.com. Uh, Talk about this event, Steve. Yeah, so this is uh, something that, uh, you know, we, we've had this class inducted prior to COVID. I mean, they were, uh, and what I mean by inducted is they were, you know, voted in by the Hall of Fame committee. Uh, prior to COVID, but then COVID obviously slowed everything down and, and made it difficult for us to actually have actually have the event. So you know now we get to have the official induction ceremony for all these folks that uh, that you just mentioned on August the 30th, and so we're really looking forward to that. And this is a fantastic group of of former student athletes who represent you know multiple multiple sports uh, for us here at Ferris. You mentioned. Jason Vanderline, Danny Hayes, another men's basketball player. You mentioned Tiana already, and, and Gideon Smith, who played football back in 1910 to 1911. He's going to be represented by his his grandson, and then Brad Morris, who was a wrestler for us, and uh, and uh, Lucy uh, Lucy Pryor. Now, uh, DeMartin was her name when she was here. Was a basketball player for us on the women's team, and so really awesome class of people that we finally get to have the official banquet, hand out the plaques. Uh, and, uh, and and honor them in the right way. Steve Brocklebank is the athletic director of Ferris State University, joining us on another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. You can find out about Ferris from academics to athletics and more, ferris.edu, or directly to sports at ferrisstatebulldogs.com if you want to be a part of the Hall of Fame banquet on campus. That's happening August 30th uh, in Big Rapids. And that next night, the season opener and home opener for Tony Anise and the two-time defending D2 national champion Ferris State Bulldog football program. That's right. Eight o'clock. We we host Mercyhurst out of uh, out of Pennsylvania. They'll be here for an eight o'clock kick. So uh, yeah, we're excited. We're just days days away. I've been down watching our team practice, and and those guys are uh, excited. There's a ton of enthusiasm, a, t- a ton of high-level competition going on in that field, and so you know, looking forward to another fantastic football season. Yeah, go to FerrisStateBulldogs.com. You want football ticket info, the home opener and season opener on campus at Top Taggart Field, uh, FerrisStateBulldogs.com. And also, if you're interested in continuing your education or starting it, go to Ferris.edu 
They have a lot of great leaders like the AD. I'm talking to Steve Brocklebank, who are helping move Ferris forward. Steve, always good to hear your voice. Thanks for the time. Sounds good. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. Go dogs. All right. Steve Brocklebank, another edition of Moving Ferris Forward. We are back live across Michigan on a Tuesday broadcast presented by the incredible Soar and Eagle Casino and Resort in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. Make plans this fall. Football is almost back. College and pro. The go-to live sports betting destination in Michigan is the Ascend Sportsbook and Nightclub inside Soarin' Eagle in Mount Pleasant. Superfly just told me he got a text from Matt Shepard, Valley Sports Detroit TV guy for the Tigers who joined us from Minneapolis and said he was offended. I asked him what his age was on his birthday today. There's something not right about this day. You're wearing a fanny pack coming in here, a see-through fanny pack you got from Brian Stetler and the pure Michigan mixed people with Coca-Cola and Michigan McDonald's. You're wearing it like you're an officer, like you're a radio police officer going, hey, Bill, I don't think it was right for you to ask Matt his birthday. You don't ask women their birthdays. Guys ask guys their birthdays all the time. I tell people I'm 61. They go, you don't look 61. I go, I know. Shep did dodge it, though. Did he hit 60 today? He dodged it. 50's cool. 40 was cool. 30 was tough. And 60 made you think all of a sudden, you know what? How many more times am I going up to Tullymore? He's 58? Uh-oh, yeah, he's pushing 60. Now you, he's getting into the ornery category when you're late 50s. And you're a guy in your ornery. You're a woman, you're probably already seeing a therapist. Superfly, your see-through fanny pack that Brian Stetler brought you. First, when he gave it to me, I said, you know, the kids will love this. We'll give it to kids, younger kids, right? Oh, I got a fanny pack. It's got my sunglasses and it's got my sunscreen, my lip balm, and you're wearing it. And all of a sudden you're telling me like, you know, you shouldn't be asking Shep. And you're like pulling on your fanny pack like you're Barney Fife or something. And you'll have to be old enough to understand my Barney Fife reference. There's nothing wrong with asking a guy publicly, privately, how old he is. There's no, I don't care if I ran into somebody 104 that I'm at the mall and I see an older gentleman. He's got a, you know, served in World War II hat on. I would, I would ask him, how old are you, sir? And thank you for your service to our country. I don't think Shep was bothered that I asked him how old he was, but he did he, he would not say it and just moved on. Superfly's fanny pack is out of control. I've already texted Brian Steller, and again with Coca-Cola and McDonald's and the pure Michigan mix, that frozen beverage you can find 
at all Michigan McDonald's. He really, I, I, it's given him some sense of power and authority. And that's crazy. It's a see-through fanny pack. <laughs> I posted a photo of it. I had a huge show on Twitter, The Huge Show, on Facebook. And I said that guys don't wear fanny packs. They don't. And guys have no issue telling another guy, hey, how old are you today? It's your birthday. Even if you don't know him well. How old are you today? How old? It is not offensive. Yeah, I know women, when you go to a birthday party and you don't know, like, somebody, right? If I know even male or female, if I know the people, I'll ask them how old they are. And I'll guess younger for ladies all the time. I don't think Shep was mad that I asked him that he just, he didn't want to tell everybody he was 58. I'm 61. 30 and 60 were tough birthdays. They really were. 30, it, you're, you're looking in the rearview mirror and you go, I'm saying goodbye. Goodbye to my teens. Goodbye to my early 20s. Goodbye to my late 20s. Goodbye. 24-7, everything you need with this show is free, and it's at thehugeshow.net. Big. Bad. Huge.